And uh, let's let's begin reading in verse number uh, forty-one, Luke chapter number two, verse number forty-one. This is the same text that I preach from on our watch night uh, in our works in our watch night service. And uh, when I was studying, and God gave me that message, He gave me another message at the same time. And so I really didn't know which direction to go uh, at first. And then the Lord made that clear the other night. But now this is where I'm at for this morning. And so I want to try to be a blessing to you and a help. Luke chapter number 2 and verse number 41. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. When they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, when a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned again back to Jerusalem, seeking him. It came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. If I could, I want to take my thought this morning from verse number 46. And the Bible said, and it came to pass that after three days, they found him, speaking of Jesus, in the temple, sitting in the midst. If I could, I want to preach on this thought. Very simple, but I think it will be a help to you if you'll let it. And I want to preach to you on this thought this morning. The Master is in the midst. The Master is in the midst. Would you pray with me and pray for me? Father, we love you this morning. We thank you, uh, Lord, for another day of life. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to come to your house one more time. Lord, thank you for touching the service thus far. Lord, I sure don't want to do anything or say anything. God, to mess up, Lord, what you've already done. Lord, your, your, your presence is evident today. Lord, you've been through every song, Lord. You've put your hand on the service. And so, Lord, I'm asking you this morning, God, to continue to, Lord, bless and show up. And, Lord, use me. I'm unworthy, God. I'm inadequate, Lord. I'm undeserving. But, uh, Lord, with you, I pray, God, that uh, the preaching would take place today in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost of God. Lord, touch me. Give me unction power, Lord. And uh, God, give me that anointing that only you can. And for what you do in this place and for this group of people, we'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name and for his sake. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated this morning quickly and briefly by way of introduction. It is here in our text where we find the story of Mary and Joseph. You know the story. Uh, the Bible said it's that time of year. It is the... Feast of the Passover. And that's when all uh, the men of those uh, uh, Jewish people would go and they would uh, go and take part in that feast and they would do their duties and fulfill their religious responsibilities uh, uh, as the law seemed fit. And it is here where Joseph goes, but Mary, being an overachiever, did not even have to go, says, well, I believe I'm going to go with Joseph. And they take Jesus along uh, the journey. The Bible said that this is a three-day journey one way. And they've traveled three days and here they go and they do what they're supposed to do. And before long, you, they, uh, they turn around, they start heading towards home and they've traveled an entire day without the Lord. Now this ain't the message, but that's what I preached on watch night. Uh, how many of y'all can say and look back over your life and say, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of taking God for granted. I'm guilty of traveling through life and I'm guilty of 
of doing the good thing and the right thing. I'm, I'm guilty of going to church but not necessarily looking for Him. I'm guilty of reading my Bible but not necessarily uh, trying to really uh, have fellowship with Him. That's what's going on in our text. They've done the right thing but they forgot the main thing. Somebody help me this morning. They've done the right thing but they forgot the main thing. By the way, He's still the main thing this morning. Uh, ain't no church got nothing good going on without Him. Ain't no preacher that can do it on his own without Him. Ain't no congregation uh, that's going to turn up any dust for God without Him. And here we are, my friend. Uh, uh, we've seen that Mary and Joseph had forgotten Jesus. The Bible uh, lets us know that they've been shook up. Uh, they've been shaken. They've left the Lord behind, uh, making a three-day journey back to the temple uh, to find Him and where do they find him, Brother Shelby? They find him sitting in the midst. Uh, the Bible said that Jesus is sitting in the midst of the doctors. Uh, he's there among the scholars. Uh, he's there among all the commentators. Uh, he's sitting right in the middle of the temple, uh, both teaching and asking them questions. Uh, uh, the Bible said he's busy about the Father's business. Uh, may I say when you take God for granted and start supposing he is near. Uh, you better know you're going to end up just like Mary and Joseph. Uh, it'll shake you to your core. Has anybody ever went through things in life uh, and God's allowed your world to be shook up? Uh, if nothing else for you to turn around and realize you wasn't as close as you thought you were. You wasn't in fellowship like you thought you were. You wasn't drawing nigh like you thought you were. I've been shook up a time or two, friend. Uh, I've been shaken to my very core uh, only to realize I needed God. Uh, may I say I still believe uh, uh, that, that, that God's got a well prepared for his Jonah. I still believe my friend uh, uh, that God has got a place uh, where he can grab your attention, shake you up, but hallelujah I want to say thank God even in those times uh, uh, when we're shaken and we're sorrowful, in those times where we become uh, out of whack and confused and fearful we can look around and hallelujah as the old youth choir song says uh, right in the middle of it all there was Jesus he's in the midst he's in the midst could it be that some things that we go through in life are a direct result of us simply just walking away from God they would have never got shook up had they took Jesus with them amen has, have any of y'all ever looked back and, and seen you got shook and, and the only reason you got shook is because uh, your world had been shaken is because uh, uh, you took off on your own, did your own thing. Listen to me this morning. I'm trying to tell you in 2022, uh, you do things your way uh, and you keep living how you want uh, and you go to church when it's convenient and you live a Christian life when it's convenient and you pray when it's convenient and you live right when it's convenient and you read your Bible when it's convenient. God's going to send some things uh, to shake you up, friend. Uh, thank God He still cares enough uh, to come by and shake us uh, and rattle our cage every now and then. That's exactly what took place uh, in the 
the life of Mary and Joseph. But ain't you glad, glory to God, once he shakes you up and rattles your cage, you can go back to the place where you left him and find that the master is still in the midst. I'm trying to tell you, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you've been, no matter how lost you are or how saved you are, Jesus, the good master, is in the midst. He's in the midst this morning. Amen. I believe we can all agree that it's in those times where God allows us to be shaken that we'll start searching for Him. We use Him as a 911 call a whole lot. Thank God we've got a 911 call. Help me somebody. I ain't talking about taking advantage of him. But ain't it good mamas to know in the wind in the midnight hours when the babies are sick and the doctor don't know what's wrong and you're pulling your hair out and you're trying every way in the world to take care of that little baby that you can call. Hallelujah. You can call on the master. I can't tell you the times, my friend. I've been going through a trouble and a trial. I've been calling on the waves and the storms of life. Seem like nobody else was around. Seemed like nobody cared. Y'all ever felt that way? Seemed like nobody could give a rip less uh, how I was feeling. But I found out right in the middle of everything going on around me, uh, right in the middle of a storm, right in the middle of a situation, right in the middle of sin, uh, ain't never been, ain't never been one time I called on him uh, and didn't find uh, that the master the good master, I'm talking about the master, was in the midst of where I was. He's in the midst. Oh, I got good news for you today. Even in the times that you're all shook up, the master's in the midst. Can you imagine how much relief Mary and Joseph felt when they seen the Lord Jesus in the midst? Can you imagine all that agony and all that anxiety? Can you imagine? I mean, mama's left her baby back yonder at the church. She's left the Lord Jesus in the temple and she's traveled and had to make now a three-day journey just to get back to Him. Tell you the times I've needed him, boy. I looked around, I couldn't find him. <laughs> but through a lot of tears, and through a lot of toiling, and through hallelujah, glory to God, I'm about to get happy. Through a lot of depression, through a lot of anxiety, through a lot of lies that the devil's told me, through a lot of lies that the brethren's told me, through a lot of lies that my own mind's told me. My God, I can take you to a few places in my life uh, where I was shook up uh, and thank God it didn't take on I looked up uh, and the good master glory and was still in the midst he hadn't changed the man he was still in the midst he was still doing 
was still on his throne. He was still sitting high and holy. He was still faithful. He was still just. He was still righteous. He was still precious. He was still gracious. He was still long suffering. He was still merciful. He was still saving. He was still comforting. He was still bringing peace to a situation. I'm trying to tell you no matter where you are, the master is in the midst. He's in the midst. No matter what trouble you may be in, no matter what the test may be, the master is in the midst. Oh, can't you look back and see? There was Jesus. <laughs> some of y'all, some of y'all in 2021 went through some of the hardest things you've ever faced in your life. I know personally some people that's went through things this past year that was the hardest test and the hardest trials and the hardest trouble of your life. And right in the middle of it all, somehow, oh, hey, somehow or another, when you got to looking around, everything was upside down and inside out. You were shook up. You were shook up from the floor up. You had been rattled. You have been thrown off guard and you realize right in the middle of it all. Oh, hallelujah. There was Jesus. I'm trying to tell you, when you didn't think your prayers was going to never get answered, you found out right in the middle of it all. There was Jesus. When you didn't know if you'd ever get another chance how to serve him again, right in the middle of it all, there was Jesus. My Lord, I get to thinking about how much relief it must have been. But Mary and Joseph seen him sitting in the midst. Oh, he's still right there. My God, can you look back on the hard times and the heavy times and even the heavenly times? There was Jesus. Bad times, he was there. Good times, he was there. When you was faithful, he was sitting in the midst. And when you was unfaithful, <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to pop my own happy bubble. When you was unfaithful, he was sitting in the midst. When you was willing to forgive, he was in the midst. When you was holding on to bitterness, he was in the midst. And when you was right with God, he was in the midst. And you was wrong and out of way, out of the way with God. He was in the midst. I'm trying to tell you, I'm glad we're serving a God on an unconditional basis. He never changes. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. The world around us may change. They say, preacher, times are changing. I agree 100%. Times are changing. They say people's changing. I agree people are changing. They say culture's changing. I agree culture is changing. But thank God planted on the solid rock is the Savior and His name's Jesus and He's not moved by this world. He's not motivated by this world. He's not persuaded by situations and sin. He's still in the midst today. He's in the midst. The Master is in the midst. I could. I want to preach for a few minutes. I want to walk. I want to walk through the Scriptures. And show you time after time, situation after situation where the master was in the midst. 
<laughs> All throughout the Bible, Brother Teddy, you get to looking around, son, he's right there. I'm talking about in the worst situation you could ever think of. Guess who shows up? In the best situation you could ever ask for. Guess who shows up? In the midnight hour, whether the sun's shining or the clouds have rolled in. Hallelujah. The Master is in the midst. First of all, I want to say from our text, Master is in the midst of the sanctuary. This is in our text and I'll move on. But in Luke chapter 2 verse 46, the Bible said, And it came to pass that after three days they found Him in the temple. sitting in the midst. I want you to go with me and use your mind a little bit. I've been using this here lately a lot in other churches. But may I say, let me remind you of what we're doing here today. Why did we start off with singing? Well, we started off with singing today to give Him praise and to give Him honor. You know what the Lord said? The Bible said the Lord inhabits the praise of His children. Why did we sing? I know my name's there. Why did we sing in the sweet forever? Why we sing His love locks the way to grab the attention of God and to prepare our hearts for service. And when we begin to sing, guess what? It wasn't long He began to move. Amen. What long people started rejoicing and crying. What happened? He was receiving our praise. And then after the singing, you know there's a reason for our order of service. After the singing, what we got? We got preaching. Your hearts have been prepared and your fallow ground's been broken up and you've got your mind and stayed upon the Lord and God is filling me this morning telling me the words to say I don't know what I'm going to say in 10 seconds from now but He does and He's filling me up and it's coming out of my mouth and it's going into your heart why is it important you say amen why is it important you say hallelujah why is it important you say glory to God because when God's filling me and I'm speaking to you it ought to bubble up in you and you ought to lift your hands and your voice back to God feet in quicksand. You can't move. Troubles in your home. Troubles at work. Troubles in your mind. Troubles in your emotions. Y'all with me? Anybody getting troubles? Yes, sir. You come in here all bogged down. You know what you find about the second verse in the sweet forever? You find out the the master is in the midst of the sanctuary. Where'd they find him? They found him at church. You know why I go to church? Good place to find Jesus. I go looking for God. The Master is in the midst of the church. He's in the midst of the sanctuary. Number two, and we're going to start turning. I want you to go with me to the book of John, chapter number eight. John, chapter number eight. We never do this, so we'll do it today. John, chapter number eight. Jesus is in the midst, the Master is in the midst. He's in the midst of the sanctuary. 
But I'm going to show you somewhere else he's at. Anybody here lost? <laughs> Anybody here never been born again? You got a knowledge of God, maybe even a form of godliness. But you deny the power. I'm talking about a real personal. I'm talking about if you ain't never been Holy Ghost convicted, drawn by the Spirit of God, seeing your sin on His cross, seeing yourself guilty as a convict, repented and begged God to forgive you and save you. Trust Him as Savior. If you ain't never done that, you're not saved. Let me tell you a good place to find the Lord. The Master's in the midst of the sanctuary, but He's in the midst of sinners. Look at John chapter number 8. Look at verse number 1. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives and early in the morning He came again into the temple and all the people came unto Him and He sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought unto Him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, does everybody see that? When they had set her in the midst, they say unto Him, Master. I'm telling you, the Master is in the midst. And Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus, hallelujah, stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. And when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you let him cast a stone at her and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground and when they heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one beginning at the eldest even unto the last and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing hey hallelujah standing in the midst and when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman. He said unto her, Woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord, and Jesus say, Hey, hey. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Uh, not only do we find uh, the, the, the master in the midst of shaking situations uh, and the master in the midst of the sanctuary, but hallelujah for the day that I found out as an old sinner uh, that the master is in the midst of sinners. Uh, he's right in the midst uh, when this woman uh, is brought before him and accused uh, at the trial away in the world uh, uh, to blame her sin. For the wages of sin is death. But thank God for the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ain't you glad for the day you walked in and found out that Jesus don't have no problem at all sitting down in the midst of a bunch of sinners. He's not, he didn't come to condemn you. He came to change you and convert you. He didn't come, he didn't come uh, to judge your sin. He came to pray for your sin. He didn't come to, uh, to hang your sin over your head. He came to wash it away. Jesus, the Master, is in the midst of sinners.
is in the midst. Right in the midst. They said, Master, good place to be, sinner. Let me tell you the best place a sinner could be. Sitting in the midst with the Master. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I look back over my life and my ministry and see time after time where old sinners come in and them accusers, the accuser of the brethren, the Bible says the devil, come in. I've seen them sit in a pew and wrestle with their sin. Amen. They've looked at me and said, I'd love to get saved, but I got too much sin. You know what that is, don't you? It's exactly what just happened in our text. You know what that woman probably felt like doing? She probably felt like just laying down and taking a stone and getting it over with. Come on there. You talk about embarrassing. Right. This woman's a harlot. We call her in the very act. Right. I mean, look, Jesus, you know what the law said. You know what Moses said. She's worthy of death. Yep. And guess what? She was. Yeah. Come on, somebody. But ain't you glad that we're not under the condemnation of the law anymore? Why? How did we overcome the judgment and the wrath? And the purity of sin through and by the law. Because there came one uh, to fulfill the law. And to take care of the law. And because we're sinners. Uh, and we don't have to die. Under the law and the wrath and the judgment of God. Concerning our sin. Because the master is in the midst of sinners. He's in the midst. I've seen him so many times sit down. Right in the midst of sinners. Yeah. Let me tell you something about sinners sitting in the midst of Jesus. If they'll ever listen to what He says, they'll never go away the same way they came. Amen. She she came in guilty. She went away with a heart full of grace. Y'all with me? She came in condemned. She left out cleansed. Y'all ain't picking that up. She come in condemned. She left out clean. Thank you, Lord. Look at her sin. You know what the Bible says, don't you? You sin in the act of adultery and fornication. You sin against your own body. She was, she was filthy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Can I remind y'all that our righteousness is as filthy rags? You don't know what them filthy rags are talking about? You can connect it to this woman. Yes, Sure you can. Sure you can. Talk about old nasty rags of a woman. Oh yes. She came in nasty. She came in condemned and filthy and dirty and rotten. But hallelujah. When the Savior sits down in the midst of sinners. I ain't never seen one leave the same. Why? Because the Master is in the midst of the sinners. The Master is in the midst of sinners. The Master is in the midst of the sanctuary. Go with me to Matthew 14. I'm going to try to hurry through this. I never do this, but just what the Lord gave me. started studying. I sent that message out yesterday. Study that word midst. I started looking where I found it. <laughs> No, and the Bible, the Bible alliterates itself. He's in the sanctuary, in the temple. He's among sinners, among the adulterous woman. 
But in Matthew 14, you know what you find? The Master is also in the midst of the storms. Amen. Look with me in verse number 22. Matthew 14, verse number 22. The Bible said, And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship to go before Him on the other side. And while He sent the multitudes away, and when He had sent the multitudes away, He went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, there, there He was there alone. And, uh, but the ship was now, look here, in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went in and went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is the Spirit? And they cried out for fear, but look here. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. Anybody remember that day? He said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Anybody remember that day? And immediately, hallelujah, Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. May I say, Jesus went apart to pray. But as soon as the storm started raging, and as soon as the lightning started striking, and as soon as the thunder started roaring, in the fourth watch of the night, when they thought they were all alone, when they hadn't seen him for a little while, when they hadn't felt him for a little while, when they hadn't heard his voice for a little while, he was up on the mountain. By the way, he's still right now sitting way up high, and he can see way down low, and he knows when the storm hits. He knows when the waters are troubled. He knows when the wind is boisterous. My friend, I'm going to report to you. The master is not only in the midst of the sanctuary. And he's not only in the midst of sinners. But glory to God, he's in the midst of the storm. There's only one that can calm your storm. Ain't nobody else can stand up and say three words, peace be still, and the storm stop. Let me ask y'all something. Who else you going to call on when the storm hits? Preacher can't stop your storm. Deacon can't stop your storm. Your husband can't. Your wife can't. But do I got any saints that's been out in the fourth watch of the night when all hell broke loose in your life? <laughs> and you thought, my God, what am I going to do now? I'm back. Anybody ever been out on the seas of life saying this is it? Anybody ever been out there saying, my God, if something don't give, this boat's a going down. Ain't no way we can take another hit. Ain't no way we can take one more way entering this ship. Has anybody ever looked over your life and said, I'm this close to sinking, but right in the nick of time, even when it seemed like he's four days left, you looked up and hallelujah. Right in the midst of the storm. Yeah. What's the master that can calm the raging yeah. storm? Yeah. Yeah. He's in the midst. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the 
He's in the midst of the storm. He's in the midst of the sinners. He's in the midst of the sanctuary. He's in the midst when you're shook up and shaken. The Master is also in the midst of the sick. Look with me in Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. I'm just going to give these to you. I can't preach them every one like I would like to, but look at verse 17. Luke 5, 17. The Bible said it came to pass on a certain day that he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. And behold, men brought in a man, or brought in a bed. Uh, a man which was taken with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst <laughs> before Jesus. Look here. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, Thy sins are forgiven thee. And y'all know somebody that's sick? And talk about physical sick as much as I am spiritual sick. And y'all know somebody if something don't change? Ain't no way they're ever going to know what it is to have eternal life. Ain't no way they're ever going to know what it is to have healing in their soul. Ain't no way they're ever going to know what it is to have the peace of God and the joy of the Lord in their heart. May I say that we know we all know people that are so far gone. That seem like they ain't no chance they're going to get themselves there. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you in 2022 there ought to be our faith. There ought to be our faith. And it says, come hell or high water, if I've got to tear the roof off the place, I'm going home to tell my mama. I'm going home to tell my daddy. I'm going to work to tell my co-workers. I'm going to my family and my friends and to tell them about a man that's still sitting in the midst. I'm trying to tell you, the master's in the midst of the sick. He can help you. He can heal you. He can make you whole. You honor the faith of men and when the master is in the midst. He honors the faith of men. You got faith for that one you needs healing? You got faith for that one needs saving? The master is in the midst. What about that? What about that in verse 19? They went up on the housetop. Let him, you talk about somebody determined to get somebody they cared about to Jesus. Y'all know anything about a house top? It, it wouldn't be no small task to tear this roof off. Yeah, right. It would be easier than it was to tear that one off. Yeah. This is just metal. You get your, you get your good get your good punch and a hammer and a good pair of metal clips. You can cut you out a pretty decent sized hole pretty quick time. Yeah. It wouldn't take you long. Yeah. They didn't have metal roofs. You know what they had? Clay. Yeah. It was basically concrete. Yeah. What it was. Hardened clay and rock and tile. That's what they had. Slate. And, and the Bible said that they were so determined right. that they tore the roof back. Yeah. <laughs> and let this man down. Hallelujah. Why, Brother Shelby, were they so determined to tear the roof down? It's in the text. They knew that the master 
You don't know why you ought to have a strong burden for that one that you care so deeply about to get them to church because you can't help them. Are y'all with me this morning? I'm not against I'm not against programs and policy, but ain't no one, two, three, step one, two, three gonna set nobody free. There's only one answer to sin. There's only one answer to drugs. There's only one answer to alcohol. You ain't filling out a pamphlet and making a commitment and turning off the hell Why should we tear the roof off of this place for those who are sick? Because it ain't about you. It ain't about us. It's all about him. <laughs> ain't nobody else can take his finger and heal a broken <laughs> Ain't nobody else that can take a dope pen and a drug addict and make them clean and in their right mind. Ain't nobody else that can take a broken home full of sin and adultery and make it clean and pure and holy. Ain't nobody else that can take a hell-bound sinner and turn them around from walking into the pit of the damned and into a place called heaven. Ain't another answer on the planet outside of Jesus. Jesus saves He's in the midst of the sick. Thank God this morning the Master's in the midst of the saints. Why do y'all act the way you do? Because He's in the midst. The Bible said in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered together in My name, there am I in the midst of them. Can I tell y'all something? Ain't nothing like being in the midst with the Master. He's in the midst of the saints. Isn't it good to come together and what I'm feeling, you start feeling? Why is that? Well, he's in the midst. Isn't it good when we all come in and we come in and we're, you know how it is. Sometimes you come in bogged down and bullied and feel like you've been beat up by the world and sin and the devil all week and maybe even beat up by yourself, but you come in. Hey, it encourages me if somebody approaches me in the parking lot and says, hey, Brother Josh, right there is an automatic reminder I'm a part of the family. Yes, sir. Amen. How you doing, Sister Ashley? It ought to help you. We got two of them. It ought to help you. That they call it your sister. means you're part of the family. You're in the saints of God. You're a part of the church. I'm trying to tell you, he's in our midst. He wants to help us this morning. He wants to encourage us. He wants to bless us this this year. He wants us to grow. He wants to add to the church. He wants more saints to come. So we can live our lives in fellowship with one another, but most importantly, in fellowship with him. And that's in the midst of the saints. This takes two or three of us. You know why the Lord shows up here? Every single week. Do you want to know why? Because it just takes a few of us. There's always a handful in every service 
It's just going to sit there. It ain't going to get much out of it. Just, well, it was a good day at church, wasn't it? That's it. They're going to go home and they don't feel excited and they don't feel stirred and they don't feel challenged or convicted or nothing changes. They just went to church. But then there's always the other side of the spectrum. There's always another handful that go out of here with tears. Go out of here with victory. Go out of here with justice. Go out of here charged up. And go out of here ready to face the world, the devil, and the giants. New year, new giants. They, 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 they go out ready and prepared. They go out, they go out exalted and encouraged. Sometimes convicted. What's the difference? It's whether you are willing to gather in his name. If you'll just come in looking for him, I got news for you. He's in the midst every single week around here. You're Because your feelers broke. You don't you don't know his voice, that's a problem. You can't feel his touch, you got a problem. You don't understand all this and why in the world people start acting like we're acting. You know what they accuse us of? They call us everything. They call us charismatics and emotionless and they call us bad because Bless God, I ain't a bad because I'm a Baptist. Amen. I'm a Baptist. I'm a Bible believer. I'm up here trying to put on the show. I'm not up here performing for you. I'm not trying to entertain you. What's going on in me? I ain't controlled. It's the Lord. I've got a fire shut up in my bones. And you can have the same thing. Have the master. He's in the midst of the same. He's in the midst. We ain't up here trying to we don't operate off feelings, but when you get a hold of God, it, 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 it'll, 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 it'll mess with your feelings. Amen. Yeah, the, the whole, I say this, the God of heaven, the one that put the sun, the moon, the stars, and the sky, created everything, spoke and created everything from nothing. If that God lives inside of you, He going to poke out something. All, all these Christian folks, all these Christians that can say it and just hallelujah, praise the Lord. You better get all the real God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You ain't gonna like heaven very much. That's right. If you think all them hell bound used to be hell bound sinners, it's just gathered around your throne saying thank you, Lord. Good to see everybody shaking hands and eating cheese balls. You've lost your mind. They're running around. Are you listening? They're running around. question I like to ask. Everybody says that God is no longer dead. They believe that. He resurrected. If He's alive and He's living in you, why in God's name are you dead? If He's so alive, why are you so dead? Amen. 
He's in the midst of His saints. The Master's in the midst of suffering. Mark 14. I'm trying to hurry. I've got ten of these. I'm on six. Mark 14. Help me, Lord. Verse 55. The Master's in the midst. The Bible said in Mark 14, 55, the chief priests and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put Him to death and found none. For many bear false witness against Him, but their witness agreed not together. There arose certain and bear false witnesses against Him, saying, We heard Him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. Within three days I'll build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answer thou, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the blessed? blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. <coughs> Then the high priest rent his clothes and saith, What need we any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. And some began to spit on him, to cover his face and to buffet him, and say unto him, Prophesy. And the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. This is the, without a doubt the most tragic day concerning suffering probably ever known the planet earth. But I want you to see what the Bible said in um, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me again <coughs> what the Bible said in verse number wherever that's at 60. 60. The high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus where was he? Amen. Amen. They ain't got one good thing to say about it. All they're going to do is accuse him. All they want to do is hit him. All they want to do is spit on him, persecute him, and make, put him through suffering. Can I tell you something? In times of suffering, you say, ain't nobody can relate to me. Nobody knows how I feel. Nobody knows what I'm going through. You might be right. There may not be one person in this church that, that can feel what you're feeling. There may not be one person in this church that has experienced what you're experiencing. There may not be one person in this church that is suffering like you are suffering. But can I tell you about the Master? He's in the midst. Even in your suffering, He's there. I don't know what it's like to lose a child. Some of you all do. I don't know what that's like. But our Heavenly Father does. He lost His Son. Y'all with me? I don't know what it's like for my whole world to just crumble and crash. Some of y'all do. But the Master does. Y'all with me? Yeah. I'm trying to tell you this morning, the Master's in the midst. He's in the midst of the sanctuary and the saints and sinners. and He's here. He's in the midst of suffering. Yeah. 
Can I tell you in the New Testament, the promises and the and the prosperity of God, the blessings of spiritual blessings of God that have been promised to us are not supernatural physical blessings. They're spiritual blessings, and all spiritual blessings in the New Testament are correlated and related to suffering. Yeah. Can I tell you what we're going to go through in these last days as children of God? Suffering. Yeah. Suffering. We'll go through it. But guess what? The Master is in the midst. The Master is in the midst of those who are suffering. The Master is in the midst of those who are and have been secluded. In Luke chapter 17, Matthew, Mark, Luke. I'm just going to read these and kind of give them to you and I'll be done. Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. The Bible said, And it came to pass as He went to Jerusalem that He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood far off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master. See what they're calling him, don't you? Master. He's in the midst. Have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest that came to pass. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was... A Samaritan, Jesus answering, said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Can I tell you something about lepers? They were secluded. You know, a leper was an outcast. They, they couldn't have any dealings with their family. They couldn't, they couldn't go to Walmart. They couldn't, they couldn't go to the family reunion. They couldn't go vote. Y'all follow me? I couldn't go watch the high school football game. There was absolutely no affiliation or acquaintance with anyone. If you had leprosy, you were cast out and you lived with other lepers in a town, a village, a city, whatever you want to call it, all to yourself. There was absolutely no communication. You know what they were? Secluded. Isolated. All alone. Anybody ever felt that way? I'm losing my voice. I can't preach like I want to. Anybody ever feel? Have you ever got there? I'm just all alone. My husband can't be there for me, and he might not be able to. My preacher can't be there for me, I might not be able to. My church family ain't even there for me right now. They might not be able to. But can I tell you, when you're all alone, these men hadn't got company from nobody. But on this day, guess who showed up in the midst? Yeah. The master. I tell you this morning, you might feel you're all alone. You're not. That's right. You might feel isolated, like nobody cares. That's not true. The master is in the midst. He's in the midst of the secluded. He's also in the midst. <coughs> Excuse me. This morning, he's in the midst. Uh, this is the the place that ought to mean the most to us. He's found in the midst of the skull. In John chapter 19, verse 17. I'm hurrying up. He's in the midst of the skull. John 19, 17. The Bible said, and he bearing his cross went forth into the place 
called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, one either side on either side one, and Jesus in the midst. I'm glad when I went to Calvary, he was there. Y'all with me? Talking about the place of the skull where the redeemed every person that's ever been born again, the redeemed of the Lord. You know where we all have to look? We all have to look at the skull. We all have to look at the cross. We all have to look at Golgotha, the place of the skull. Can I tell you this morning, the Master is still in the midst. For those who are lost, you know where they're going to have to look? They're going to have to look at that place of the skull. They're going to have to look at Calvary. And can I tell you why He's over here in the midst of the sick and He's over here in the midst of His saints and He's over here in the midst of that one suffering and He's over here in the midst of that one that's secluded. He's still in the midst of the skull. He's still hanging between heaven and hell for all mankind. He's in the midst. He's in the midst of the skull. He's in the midst of those were scared. Look in verse uh, chapter 20 of John. Verse 18. I'm hurrying. I'm, I'm done. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. In verse 18, verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, look here, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, saith unto them, Peace be unto you. The master is in the midst of those who are scared. And y'all ever got to a place where you're fearful? Why were they scared? Because the Jews had just killed their Lord. You know what they knew? Guilt, we're guilty by association. If they killed him, we're next. <laughs> Let me just ask you a real quick question. We're about done. I know everybody's getting restless. I'm, I'm getting done. Let's be honest with you. Anybody ever look out over this world? Just be honest. It seems like there's so much more of them than there is of us. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody ever look around at work and you think, man, I'm not afraid to say anything about the Lord. Anybody get there? Yeah. Yes, sir. I said, it's right. I'm just you to get there. Fearful of others, what they'll think, because you feel outnumbered. You feel like you're the loser, but you're not. You're the, you're the victim. Oh, yeah. Can I tell you where you need to find, what you need to realize when you get to that place that you're scared? Even then, they shouldn't have been cowered down. They shouldn't have been in there with the door shut, talking, oh, they're going to kill us and having a pity party and worrying to death. By the way, God don't give you the spirit of fear. That's right. He gives you the spirit of, you know, the Bible says, God doesn't give you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. How many of us are guilty of getting in that spirit of fear? And then all of a sudden, right in the midst, we find a master. Thank you, Lord. You know what, don't you find John chapter 48 later on in the text? He's in the midst. Not only in the midst of those who are scared, he's in the midst of that one that's a skeptic. You know what Thomas does? 
He doubts. It's right there, and the word "midst" is there. I don't know exactly what verses, but it's there. John twenty. The Bible says that Jesus comes. Verse nineteen. He shows up in the midst. Let me read that to you. John twenty. Twenty-four. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Um, the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of nails, put my finger in the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. That's pretty strong language. Verse 26, And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst. Any y'all ever get to that place where you're skeptical? I don't know if God's ever going to do what He said He's going to do or not. I don't know if God's really going to take care of my problem for me or not. I don't know if God's going to answer this prayer. I've been praying it for 20 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, right in the midst of your skepticism, yeah. and you living as a skeptic, guess what? The Master shows up. This is a whole lot more powerful than I can do with justice. But I'm just here this morning to remind you, no matter which one of those you are, the Master is in the midst. If you're lost, He's in the midst today, He'll save you. If you're scared, He's in the midst today, He'll give you, he'll give you courage. If you're a skeptic, He'll build your faith. If you feel secluded, He'll let you know you're not alone. Amen. The Master's in the midst. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to preach. Thank you for the delivery that you've given us this morning. Please bless the invitation for what you do. We'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name and for His sake.